please note that this podcast was recorded previous to the last one we just did. So if the dates and times and things don't jive, it's because they just don't. So sit back and enjoy. Accountability. What an interesting concept in today's world. We scream for accountability within government and corporations, yet we're very dependent on the services they provide. And why are we so dependent on these services? Because we take very little accountability for ourselves. We're fat, lazy, over-medicated. We're broke and depressed. And where is the first place we look for help? Government and corporations. We operate with little to no accountability in our own lives, yet when shit goes south, where do we run? Exactly. We look for pills, we look for handouts, we look for nice warm government hugs that tell us, you'll be fine, just let me take care of you. Yet when these governments and corporations make asinine decisions, which governments and corporations do, We scream for accountability with every little hurt feeling we have. I hope you can see the hypocrisy within this. We play the government card, the race card, the gender card, every chance we get. But when we're playing those cards, it just means that they have power over us. It means we have sold our sovereignty for pennies on the dollar just to be comfortable, to be understood, to feel safe. The only entity that will ever make you feel comfortable, understood, or safe is the last place you're going to look. That entity lies within that meat suit that you navigate around aimlessly all day long. Do you know who isn't whining? Like a bunch of little girls that just got grounded from TikTok, or whatever the hell you call it. The people that have taken accountability for their lives and are living by their standards. Not somebody else's, but their own. And how did they get there? By ignoring their feelings and building their own safety. The people that are truly content right now in these crazy times got there by not playing the race card or the gender card or the government's going to save me card. They got there because they took a stance against the whole life needs to be fair movement. They know life ain't fair, but in realizing that reality, they find a sense of what fairness actually is. I see this idea of this great reset, and as much as it concerns me, I also realize that the true reset needs to happen within our own minds. We need to reset back to the fact that we can build buildings and cities and systems all we want, but we still live in nature and the laws that govern nature will always be paramount. No matter how organized and efficient we make things, we still live in nature. We live in chaos because in nature, chaos is order. So we need to choose. Do we try to force order? Try to force compliance? And do we try to fight nature? Or do we learn to dominate within the chaos? In other words, welcome to the jungle. What would you choose to be? Predator or prey? Okay, well, here we are, Tanner. 
welcome to the uh, War on Weakness podcast. Tanner and I are sitting here and uh, we're going to call this podcast Our Great Reset for us as people, for uh, what we're hoping to do with this. Well, not what we're hoping, what we're going to do with this podcast. And uh, I think that's about enough of intro, Tanner. What, what do you think? Yeah, no, the, uh, the reset idea is kind of a play on words because of the great reset that we've heard in media and everything like that. Um, I think that it's, uh, it's our own look at things there. The reset that is happening around us, what we can see anyway in this world is about control and power. And it's about taking control and power away from individuals and handing it over to larger entities where this idea of our own great reset is kind of a play on words, like I said, but towards what can we do as people to reset ourselves? Because in my opinion, everything that we hate around us right now is our own fault. We created this and now we're mad at it, but we're the ones that created it and it's up to us to change it. Right? So that's my take on early take on this podcast so far yeah and I, I think where we were from our last podcast it's very very interesting actually is I, I would say our last podcast was uh, uh, not a little dark <laughs> maybe very dark <laughs> yeah but but I think it's good to come at a, a problem from several angles and humanity if it slips the wrong direction history tells us it can go extremely disastrous and terrible so why don't we at least acknowledge that and contemplate that maybe that's where we're going at the same time i don't know about you but i think we're kind of arriving here at the same to the same place is that we can't just focus on death and destruction Uh, um, humans need hope and what i found is i guess i can talk about this is the the uh i've always considered myself a fairly strong fella mentally and physically and and covid wreaked some havoc on me mentally Mm. And, and it was still, I, I was trying to kind of think my way through it. I was, I was struggling, really struggling. And when we talk about all the things, all the darkness and where society could go and <clears throat> what pol- political leaders really screwing things up right now and all the rest, it's, it, it was, it was a, I think what was dressing me up mentally is it, it was a merry-go-round that just kept spinning. And I couldn't do a doggone thing about it. You know, I felt powerless to it. And I think that's what we're going here is uh, it's a bit of an organic discussion between you and I, but this great reset for our podcast and for us is that the reality of it is I can't have, I don't have any control over Trump Biden. I, I Justin Trudeau will never know my name and uh, I can't do a damn thing about it. But what I can do is I can focus on me, my family, my friendships and my community, right? Those, those are the things I can have the most influence on. And I think we're going to get into that. Like we're, the way we're dividing today up is into <clears throat> the great reset for us. How how we we are we can stop being victims, and and how can we not? If we're not going to be victims, then how can we go on the attack? And so, I think we need to focus on hope. We need to focus on moving forward. We need to focus on sure this thing's taken us. We had to take a knee, take a breather. And what are we going to do? We're going to follow. We're going to get back up and figure something out. And I think that's where it's at for me personally, Tanner. What do you think? Yeah, no, um, I agree. I, in classic, you know, Tanner and Kenny polarization. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a very enlightening way to see it. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. And yeah, I, I, I think for us to come to that place of, you know, hopefulness and, and things are going to be better kind of idea. I want us, though, to make sure that we're looking at the right enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, we are going to go to war here with some ideology problems. We are. It's going to happen, 100%. So are we prepared, right? And, <clears throat> you know, this podcast, we called it the War on Weakness, you know, six months ago when we started. And I didn't realize at the time when we come up with that how fitting it would become now because that is like 
everybody thinks there's going to be a civil war and all this. There, there isn't. Nobody has the balls to go into a civil war right now. We just don't. We, we're, we're pussies. Or a low probability of it. Yeah, I, it's not going to be. It wouldn't be anything. If we did have a civil war, it wouldn't be anything that resembled what you think it will. You know, it's going to be these little skirmishes that just get stomped by be- the government because and of current technologies. Yeah, or, or just we can't. Current- they're they're going to know your want. Like, how do you plan something like that? Like, come on. And mm. it's just you know, it's it's like it's like beer league hockey. It's mm-hmm. yeah, are you actually going to go and fight in beer league hockey when you can't show up for that safety meeting next morning with a couple jibs missing and a black eye? You're not going to do it. Same with this. It's like. To have a civil war, you would have to have nothing left. You'd have to have, you would have to have, you would have to f- be fighting for just your life and your people, and we're not even close to that. People are going to back down before they ever go to any kind of war right now. It's awesome for people to talk mm-hmm. to, and it makes great YouTube videos, but right today, we're not there. I think the war, though, Kenny, is inside. Yeah. That's what I mean with this war on weaknesses. Like, you brought up the political leaders in, like, a Trudeau-Biden kind of idea. And everybody hates them where we're from. And they should. I mean, they're they're not good people. But they're the people we built. Like, much like Adolf Hitler, if you look at a lot of the historical data that went into trying to understand why that guy became who he did... You know, they've psychologically analyzed everything about that guy for the last, well, 80 years and trying to figure out why he did what he did. And a lot of historians come to the same conclusion that he was Germany's dark, dark side of their subconscious. They built him. The country built that animal because they felt like victims to the rest of the world. And they wanted somebody to come and inflict pain on somebody else so that they felt better about the pain that was inflicted on them. So he became that guy for them. And I believe that that we all do that. Like, if you look at now the political landscape today, what are our leaders? They are soft, effeminate. You couldn't call them men outside of their biology if your life depended on it you just can't justify those people as men and they're just this glob of whatever you want to say goo that's what these guys are they've become just these terrible entities and but we created them yeah can, you know, can like, I push back on you yeah is what I agree with what you said is that our leaders are a reflection of us. And I believe that every human has the ability to be very good or very bad. And if the political leaders that are in front of us, I ha- if that's true, then, then I'd have to assume the same about them. You know, Jason Kenney, Premier Mo, heck, Justin Trudeau. But maybe they're delivering to us exactly what we want. Right, maybe, maybe this is where we're bringing it back to us as individuals is that it's not so much that they're weak, you know, and maybe they are, but maybe they're feeding us just what we want to be fed. Like, what, what do you think of that? Because to me, like, if I'm a political leader, what's my number one commodity? Votes. What gets me votes? Giving people what they want. So if the, what the people want is, is sitting squarely, what I want with my vote then I cast my vote for whoever gives me what I want. Mm. Therefore, if my vote, where I put it, if they're giving to me, they're just giving, it's, it's, a, it's a feedback loop, yeah. right? Where it's, I, I wonder if it's a little bit again where it's, it's on us. It's yeah. on us. Well, no, it, and, and that it echoes the same thing. Yeah. What you, you just said, it says the same thing. It's I Kenny you, and you Tanner. Did, yeah, you just said it way more eloquently. Mm. Um, yeah, like you're right. Maybe they aren't inherently horrible people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I'm of the Nietzschean mindset where what is horrible? What is evil? What is all mm-hmm. these things? I don't like, like when I call them soft little pieces of shit or whatever, you know, they are. 
in my mind, in, from my perspective. Now, but does that make them bad? I don't know. I don't like it, but a lot of people do. You know what I mean? So it's not up to it's not up to me or you or whatever to determine that. But what we can say is, like you said, is whether or not they're pandering to what we want or they've been created out of what we are, they're still the same thing. And both one of those paths comes back to the individual. Exactly. So yep. what I'm saying is, you know, if like you could call that, and I, I don't want to use all these weird words like leftism, liberalism, socialism, because that's, they're so overdone. But let's just say that there's the kind of person that runs off of emotion and the kind of person that runs off of logic. I like that. That's that's the two kind of. So if you look at the world right now, you got two leaders in North America right now, Justin Trudeau and Joe Biden, that are 100% emotionally driven. Very, very, very little logic put into anything they do from what I can understand. No logic whatsoever. They're defying things that have been in place for a million years, like gender. Mm-hmm. Like there's men and there's women. You can't change that. But emotionally, you can force it down somebody's throat that it's different. But let's not go there. But what I'm saying is we've become that. We've become so soft, so just emotionally dependent on everything that now we put in place people that support emotion before logic. Right? So we're just walking around these emotion like like there's been an attack on masculinity for the last fifteen years that I've watched. Why? Well it's because masculinity is intended to be emotionless direct action. That's why men were put on this planet is to go kill shit to eat and to kill other people to get the fuck away from my family. That's what men do. Well, that's pretty direct. But it's like emotion is more of a feminine thing. They're more in touch with emotion. Well, now all of a sudden, the world is starting to destroy men because they're logical action-based creatures by nature. Well, we can't have that. So that's my opinion on that anyway. I just think that everything has become emotion first. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get to the next part of this, which Are we moving into, um, like, maybe on the political side, I wrote down a quote from Abraham Lincoln. Mm. And... uh, He said, America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we falter and lose our freedoms, it will be because we destroyed it ourselves. Yep. And and I I like that. It's it's saying to me what that says is that if this if this falls in the wrong direction, if we point this in the wrong direction, it's I'm not going to blame Trudeau. I'm not going to blame. I'm going to blame myself. Yep. This is what I'm responsible for is me, right? My family and, and those in my 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 circle and my community. And so I think uh, the, we're of the same mindset. We always come from different directions, and I appreciate that, Tanner, is that uh, uh, you know, one of the probably biggest m- mistakes you could make is relying on your own thought patterns and thinking that they're accurate and true and steering you straight at all times. And so I, li- I like that you smacked me upside the head with a two-by-four a few times. And, and, but I think it, what we're agreeing on is that no matter what we said say we got to stop being victims actually yep. i like your statement you made to me when we're entering our, our studio here uh what was it default default your fault default your fault i like can yeah. you explain that um yeah i mean it saved my life literally so <sighs> we we as people right now want to blame everybody for everything we we want to blame, like we're doing it right now. We want to blame the government because everything exactly. sucks. Exactly. It's your fucking fault, man. Yeah. You know, if things suck, it's yeah. your fault. This is Trudeau's fault. This yeah, is the left. This yeah, is the yeah, right. We blame this everybody. The, it's like, no. Yeah. If you're, if somebody has the power to inflict an emotional response to on you, you're powerless, right? If, if you're powerful when they say something, it's like, yeah, I don't care. But we care right now. Why is that? It's because we're victims. So when I say default, your fault, it's like, okay, no matter what happens, um, what did you do? Yeah. Right? What did you do? So, like, I've, um, you know, I've called, like, if you, we, we go back to that, I've called liberalism 
the diabetes of society where you're just weakened to the point and type 2 diabetes by the way for those medical geniuses out there self-inflicted that are, are yeah, self-inflicted yep. disease is that is, i'm not a medical specialist it's it's for the most part but okay. let's just use it as an analogy for now is it's you get to the point where your body weakens so much mm -hmm. that it can't really now do anything about the problem right and that's kind of i think where we're at sociologically but if you know i've had people come through this gym that are have had type 2 diabetes and when they take in when they take the responsibility on themselves for what they've done to their body they change it and the problem goes away default your fault like you can't blame me for being weak and and overweight and and all these things you can't you can blame me but guess what you still have the problem Right, mm -hmm. we can blame the government for our problems, but we still have the problem. Mm -hmm. So, if you look at everything as your own fault, no matter what it is, and I know that's going to be hard for people. It's like, well, you know, my son died in a car accident. You're saying that's my fault? <laughs> like, no. Use your fucking head. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it about the other 99.9999 things in your life, other than maybe that one thing that wasn't your fault. I get it. There might be one or two things. You know what I mean? I was born ugly. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't see me complaining about it. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing I can do about that other than just develop this boisterously joyful personality that I have. But um, the thing is, is it's like 99.99% of the shit in your life you don't like is your own damn fault. Right? Like, I, I used an example of, you know, some guy at a party somewhere and his girlfriend starts hitting on some other guy what do most guys do they either try to fight the guy or smack their girlfriend and take her home and it's like she's doing that because you're failing that is your fault you know if that woman found you attractive at one point enough to be your girlfriend or whatever your wife a lot of times then it's still there the problem is, is you fucked up Mm -hmm. And now she's doing that. That's your fault. That's not her fault, unless she's just some crazy, crazy psycho brother sure, does that. Stuff. But then it's your fault for being there. Yeah, we're so talking get about rid of her, dreams there. You know? Sure. So, but that's what I mean is like it's all you always have the ability to to leave a situation that sucks, but if you stay there, it's your fault. Mm -hmm. So it always works, mm -hmm. other than like I said, outside of like the extremes. But if you look at it, like we need to look at this whole situation. That everybody's following right now like with pandemics and government and all stuff it's like okay yeah things aren't awesome right now but if you choose to make it a problem it's your fault now for making that problem yeah so go get stronger number one you need to be physically strong otherwise your life is gonna suck i've never seen anybody that's strong <laughs> that didn't think it was better We'll have Steve on, and he's going to do this yep. way better than I am. Mentally, though, physically, emotionally, like, it's okay to be strong. As much as they tell you nowadays not, uh -huh. you know, so strong is the new weak. Yeah, like, uh, as you're talking, I mean, if we're, if we're still under the, the category of stop being a victim, I'll, I'll maybe share my own thoughts personally, is that, interesting got to make sure you don't get too high on your own horse is what, what the lesson that is I've, I've learned out of this is that prior to the covid pandemic is uh, uh like i say i i, I kind of kept my physical strength up you know how to had things going going on personally they were kind of working and and everything was intact and then and then i got rocked a little bit mentally and uh, uh and that was that was good for me actually because yeah, it just took me down a notch and, and kind of showed me, uh, you know, what can happen when, uh, you know, life isn't always on ups. It's not always perfect. And I really haven't hit many bumpy roads. It kind of taught me that, ooh, Kenny, you got, you got some strengthening to do because this isn't war. This isn't divorce. You know, haven't had to fight through cancer. You know, haven't had a child die in a car accident. Yep. If I can't stand, come through this, so, something's got to strengthen here too. Good, the body strings. My diet was fixed up. You know, finances are doing mm -hmm. okay. Um, but but I, I had weakness. I had my own weakness, and that's kind of what led me to, to doing this with you, Tanner. Is, yep. is let's just take a look into every category, 
and and let's stop. And so then I start. So I kind of kind of got taught in this, caught in this, this like I say, this merry-go-round of the left and the right and the Biden and the Trump and the, the government restrictions and da 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 da. And then I I found I was to be honest, it was until last week when you when you showed me that video, and I'll talk about that in a minute, where I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm going to stop disagreeing with everybody or with opinions. I, I, I'm tired of the, I'm tired of the lefts and the rights and the, what I do is I, I stand for freedom. You know, like that's just, that's just it. I don't need to get any more confusing than that. I need to, I, I got to, I'm accountable to myself as a, as a man and a husband and a friend. I, I'm going to do what I can to influence myself and, and my family and my community. And I stand for freedom. Like all the political dilemma, I, it's, it's somebody else's problem. It's not mine. I want to be more of a centrist. And if somebody wants to be gay or straight or tall or short or go to a mosque or go to a church or don't go to church at all, that's imperative. That's what I stand for is freedom. Mm. And I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I can't spend any more time or my energy. I've lost too much mental time to, to stressing about crap I can't, I can't, I don't have any influence over. And so you played me that Jocko Willick, Willick, yeah. Willink, 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 Willink. And it was, it was kind of a moment, it was an aha moment for me. I, I don't know, if yeah. I didn't tell you this, but my brain, I'm like, how do we figure this out? How do we figure this out? And I can't figure it out. And I'm kind of losing a lot of brain time to it. In short, either right now or right as soon as this podcast is done, Google Jock, Jocko Willick Good. Good, yeah. And I'm just going to tell it to you, is he, he, he comes, I think he's a war, war vet, or is he, is he a Marine Navy, or a Navy SEAL or Navy something? Navy SEAL, retired SEAL. I think he was like a commander. You just, he was like a big deal. You just look at him, and you're like, I, I, I yeah. don't want to meet you in a back alley <laughs> if I'm on the wrong yeah, no, side of things. Yeah, the guy you want to fuck with, probably. But, but. but to me, Tanner, if you, I'm just gonna, he said, if you watch, he'll say, when things are going bad, there's going to be some good in it, mm. in everything. Focus on the good. So what he starts off is saying, you know, to me, I, I was relating to myself. If you're struggling mentally, good, mm. right? If you're finding today's political environment hard, good. Yep. If, if you got laid off from work, good. Yep. You didn't get the job you wanted, good. You know, you, and, and, and that's just a mind shift. He said, because in everything, there's a lesson and overcoming those challenges are, are where it's at. And he, he goes by, I think he said, uh, uh, well, I guess that's, that's where it's at is you can either be the victim or be the warrior. Mm. Is that a fair statement, Tanner? I think, yeah. No, he, uh, that's a very cool video, actually. Really it's cool. cool. I, you know what? I, I I found Jocko's stuff a few years back, and it was awesome because I was like, <laughs> obviously, I like that guy as soon as I hear him talk because I'm like, there's it, it, no. It matches you. He matches yeah, you. Yeah, there's yeah. no bullshit. It's like, okay, this is the way it is. Go <laughs> yeah. do it. Right? Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. That yeah. makes a lot of sense to yeah. me. And yeah, I was like, that's, I really. It, it actually made me feel better that people like to hear that. Yeah. Because I used to talk like that all the time, and people would be like, you're a dick. And I'm like, yeah, right? I guess so. <laughs> and I just kind of stopped really worrying about it. But when I actually saw people starting to like what he was saying, I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> you know, pun intended. But, um, yeah, it was uh, – it, it, it's – it, it's awesome that we have people like that out there that are leading the way from a standpoint of strength and not victimhood. Like that video itself, mm -hmm. the little good video that he talks about, it's, you know, to everybody wants positivity nowadays to be this, like, like you said, okay, you lost your job, right? Good. Yeah, he says, good. Well, that's the most positive thing you can say mm -hmm. is, oh, you lost your job. Good. What are you doing? You're putting a positive spin on it. But what do we think positivity is nowadays? Oh, you lost your job. Oh, well, it was probably your boss's fault. And you know what? You matter. And it doesn't really matter. This Don't let this be a reflection of you. You're yep. this special little snowflake. And they just don't see your potential. And they don't know how special you are. It sounds like your fucking mom when you're like eight years old and got the shit kicked out of you. <laughs> right? And that's yep. not positive. Yep. That's negative. What it's doing is it's reinforcing the fact that you're a piece of shit and you failed. Yeah, that's what it's reinforcing. But we look at that as being positive. That's not fucking positive. Positive is good. Go fix it. So that's the other thing we've done is we've swapped languages styles is saying that like this emotional hug and a kiss when you fail is is that's positive. That's the most negative thing you can do. Yeah. 
is support failure. Failure is good, and it sucks, and it's good that it sucks. Yeah. But failure is why you're here, right? But instead, we look at failure like, okay, so failure hurts. We need to dissipate the emotion. It's like, no, fucking relish that shit. Failing's awesome, and it sucks at the same time. But, you know, like, get tapped out or choked out in jiu-jitsu, punched in the face doing MMA. Good. Stop blocking that shit. Yeah. You know, and then when you learn to block getting punched in the face, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to get punched in the face as much. But yeah. if you sit there and say, oh, he's just really good at punching people in the face or whatever, it's like, no, man. Like, or I'm still a special snowflake. I don't, like, no, learn how to stop that shit. And then that's good. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. And, and no, I, and I think when I watch that video, I don't take any negativity out of it. I, I'm like, it's just a mind shift. It's, how, it's a, uh, oh, who said it? Somebody smart. Uh, if you want it, you can Google it. But it's like uh, the human mind has incredible potential. You, you can, uh, the, the quote is, you c- the mind can make heaven of hell or a hell of heaven. Yeah. It's Jocko Willink. It's, it's, it's yeah. just said a little more eloquently. It's, it's, <laughs> it's saying that, uh, uh, it's saying to me, what I interpret that as is, uh, uh, you know, m- m- me kind of struggling mentally when, with the COVID stuff is, uh, was that good or bad? Uh, well, I could make I could make that hell if I wanted to. I could make that real dark, mm-hmm. right? And I I could perceive it to be nasty, or I can say that was wonderful. That really taught me a lot as a person to be have empathy, to strengthen myself, to never put yourself too high up on a horse. Because if I if I took a little chink in my armor through that, what does it feel like to lose a child, to lose a wife, yeah. to you know? So so don't don't get too high up on your horse. So my point is, is that I chose to look at it like Jocko Willick says, is it's good. It's good. And so to me, it also gives me courage to go into the, the darkest or maybe the weakest areas of my life because the things that I'm really good at, I've, I've, I've persevered through, you know, maybe I had some natural uh, abilities and I worked my butt off and I stayed with it. There's some areas in my life that I'm, I struggle in, and it's good. Yeah. <laughs> because now, I, I, if I face it and I, and I say, you know, like I was telling you, uh, uh, um, like you're saying, if you're in a, in a jujitsu match or something's not working in your relationship or your finances aren't put together or you're struggling with depression or you didn't get your job, if you think about it, you know, th- the, the things that were the hardest to come through life. When you come through them, those are the ones when you when you look back and you recount your journey, you say it with a tear in your eye, because like, damn it, that was hard. That was really hard. I dug deep, man. Yeah. You know, and 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 I stayed with it, and I didn't play the victim card, and I persevered, and that defined me. That that made me stronger. And uh, Tanner, should we stop for a second, or can you keep going? Okay. The the. Uh, yeah, in, in short, what like how he said it is, the, the end at the end of the video one that gets me is, if you can say the word good, that means you're still alive, and if yeah. you're still alive, that means you still are breathing. Yeah, and if you're breathing, that means you still got fight in you, right? Like if that doesn't make the hair stand up on you, so no matter where you are mentally, uh, with jobs, with your relationship, with your with uh, uh, sickness, to me. Even if I had a, a stage four cancer diagnosis right now, I can still view it positively. You know, uh, I know it's bad. I'm, and I, I've only watched my mother-in-law pass away from yep, cancer. Nope. So in fairness, I haven't dealt with this. But I, what I watched, I watched my mother-in-law die with dignity. Mm-hmm. You know, she chose to be positive to the end. You know, and so if she can do it, I can do it. And so I guess, Tanner, with that said, oh, he says, uh, if you're struggling, get up dust off, reload, recalibrate, re-engage, and go on the attack. So, yeah. Timmy, right there we can flip right on. Okay, let's, let's throw away the victim cards, mm-hmm. and let's go to action. Well, because then there's a, there's a feedback. Was it called a feedback loop or whatever? But mm-hmm. I just call it like momentum into a search. With, so if think about it this way. If you go and start making excuses for everything and start thinking that everybody's controlling you and that all these problems... You're going to reaffirm that and you're, you're going to actually fail. You're going to fail to do the things that are going to fix the problem. That's usually what happens when you're acting mm-hmm. like a victim. 
you overlook, you get in such a fucking pity party that you start overlooking what the solution is. Yep. So then what happens is more bad things happen and then more bad things happen and then more bad things happen. And, you know, then we start calling it depression and we start calling it all these things and it's like, it just keeps mounting and mounting to the point where it's so overwhelming that you can't handle it anymore, right? And you just become, you become this victim and then you see the world where it's out to get you and all this stuff mm-hmm. and then, you know, next thing you know, you're a liberal. Well, it's easy to be there. <laughs> but, I, I've never voted liberal, but I've, I've had that mindset. Yeah, but that's what they do. They you just know? keep going until everybody just feels so bad that you make up a pretend good world. Sure. But the world's still, it's still the same damn world. It's just you've pretended that it's better. But now if you go the other way, so you start persevering through things that suck, well, you get a little bit stronger, yeah. right? And then, you know, the best workouts are always the ones that at the end you're like, fucking thank God that's yeah. over because you're a little bit stronger. Yeah, you overcome some girl to break in your heart. Yeah. You know, as the Jocko thing goes good. Like, cause it is, you're, you're a little, you've got a little bit of a callus on that heart now. Yeah. So it's not going to break so easy yeah. next time. And all these things where you, you, every time something kind of bad like that happens, if you choose to push through it, yeah. you know, and I, like I said, I've never dealt with the death of anybody really that close to me in a, you know, in a tragic way, but you see some of the people that deal with those situations. Well, they're tougher, right? Yeah. Like I have a, I won't say any names, but <clears throat> there's a, f- a friend of my brother's that both his parents died when he was like a little kid and mm. they wait within pretty close times. Yeah. And he was little, like they didn't die at the same time. It was like a couple years apart. But anyway, that guy's a goddamn beauty, mm-hmm. you know, and you look at him and that's a, the dude's tough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's tough. Well, probably he would take that toughness back for everything. Right. But at the end of the day, what he did is he chose to, and at least I think so anyway, this is my, hopefully I'm not glorifying him and he's just a huge dick. Anyway, but like <laughs> he, uh, y- you can see that that made him better, right? So he's, a, you know, that calloused up, that mind, that heart, that everything, just a little bit more, a little bit more. So, you know, you can't stop those things from happening once they happen, but you can choose to allow them to callous you up and, and get you tougher and let you come through it, right? So we're looking at all these situations now. It's like, yeah, we're going to see some shit happen in the next 10 years that will make your stomach turn. But guess what? We're either going to die, which, okay, or you're going to become tougher if you choose to be tougher, right? So I think for all those people out there that are worried, it's like, yeah, be worried, but we got to start getting tough. We could, like, you can't sit there and sit on a fucking couch and talk about your goddamn feelings to some person that's more fucked up than you now. We need to get tough because yeah, some tough times are coming. So we need to get tough. And, and I wonder, Tanner, when I read books from people who have faced stuff that I can't, my worst nightmares, you know, like the two that come to mind, uh, Victor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, uh, and uh, Alexander Solonetian, Gulag, which I've been talking yeah. about. Both of these fellas, like uh, uh, Victor Frankl in the, in, the, in the camps, right, in World War II, mm-hmm. Alexander Solonetian in, in uh, Soviet Russia, Soviet Union uh, tor- being tortured and, and watch people be tortured. Both of those fellas write in their book that some of the best things that happen is when we're pushed to the brink, mm. you know? And so as opposed to being scared, if this gets tough, it's good. Yeah. Like let's, let's, let's look at it. And like when you go into a workout and it's going to break me down, good. Yeah. You know, when I, when I need to go, when I go through a tough time in, in my marriage with my wife and we come out of it stronger, good. You know, uh, um, your friend that lost his parents. Mm-hmm. He could look at it like this This was, it's not fair, it's not right. And a lot of shit that happens isn't fair and it isn't right. Yeah. And destroy the rest of his life, which then kills three people. Right. But who do we listen you know? to? Who do we, who do we admire? The fellow that lost both of his parents when he's a kid and he stands up straight and says, it was wrong, it hurt, but it made me stronger. It made me better. Yeah. We respect that as humans, don't we? we yeah. the, the, the person that just sits in the corner complains about Life isn't fair. I didn't get the right hand of cards. You know, I was born the wrong color, the wrong household, the wrong amount of money, the wrong this, the wrong that. It's the person that persevered and was pushed to the edge and still stands up and says, I'm still here to fight. I'm still breathing. Yeah. Hey, so. so well, it's I'm, so true. Like I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to focus on. You watch movies. Okay. Yeah. So watch them. And I, movies are going to change to the point where I think they're all just going to be really, really bad because we're going to lose this aspect is what I'm going to say right now. And that's where like, if you watch like a. Rambo type thing or like a Rocky type thing or something yeah. like this or some Schwarzenegger. Usually something bad happens to those people. 
mm-hmm. right? So what? And then the movie is them taking action and correcting the, yeah. you know, getting getting revenge or whatever it is. But it's always these guys taking these hard stances of action and aggression. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it right. You know yeah. what I mean? It would make a shitty movie if Stallone's niece or whatever gets killed by the drug cartel. And then the next hour and a half in the movie is him sitting on a counselor's couch crying that she's gone. That would make a terrible, terrible movie. But what the movie is, is him fixing it and, and overcoming and making this thing. You know, it's we don't make movies about pussies. So why are we acting like them? Like, let's not be pussies. Let's go. And I'm not saying that and I, don't, I don't even want to get into all the like. Well, counseling helps. and Fuck off. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is stop acting like a victim and go take charge of the problem. That's what I'm saying. So all you people out there, they're like, well, I did counseling and it's like, but cool. But they're not going to make a movie about that. No, and counseling's counseling's good. Like to, to, to me, I think, Tanner, is, it's funny you mentioned movies. Is um, It's stuck in my head. Some, some of my uh, days where I was struggling mentally, I read a post from Joe Rogan. And I love that in my brain, I'm, I'm going back to like, you know, philosophers from 3,000 years ago and, and, and Joe Rogan. <laughs> they're, they're really modern day philosophers. Like yeah. if, if they speak yep. positivity and it helps you to be better and stronger, they don't have to be dead for 2,000 years before you can listen to them, help, help you strengthen your life, right? And Joe Rogan, I know he's, I, I think he's a pretty cool dude. But anyways, he's got a thing where he talks about, have you, have you read it? Where Imagine your life as a movie. Look, I'm yeah. going to come back for a sec first. When you said, I think that movies are going to not have the hero persevering coming from, and I'll disagree with you. Like mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that it's too ingrained in us. It's in our DNA. We, we, we didn't just get here from the last 10 years. Hmm. We've spent our lifetime, all of humanity, figuring out how to survive. How do we survive? By being mm-hmm. friggin' tough. It's yep. in our DNA. It's, so if we get pushed hard, it's, that's not gone. Like if we have to go into famine, if we have to go into natural disaster, right? There's hurricanes or tornadoes or you watch. Every time there's something that happens, the, the, the Twin Towers in the U.S., I believe there, it was not firemen that, that rushed in and died early deaths because of inhaling all that smoke. Like oh, I, God, I, the, the re- ramifications of that thing are ridiculous. But they gave up yeah. their life. You know? yeah. like, so it's not gone. The DNA is no. still there. The DNA and, I, and yeah, I stand correct. The programming. I, you're right. I just think society think has it, yeah. allowed us to become soft, me included. Yep. I've I've never seen war. Hopefully I've never seen yeah. famine. I've never. Uh, They're phases, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. But yeah. I, I'll bet you, if we get pushed, Tanner. Oh, it's know, coming. Yeah. You know. No, and that's what I said. We, we'll get out of this. Yeah. Right. Communism doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It does not work. It's never worked. It never will work. It can't work. It's anti-nature. Yeah. It's not going to work. There's going to be millions and millions and millions of deaths probably in the process of getting eradicating mm-hmm. it but this isn't going to work yeah we're, we're headed that way yeah it's going to happen communism is going to happen quit trying to fight it then by screaming at it mm-hmm. on facebook this shit's going down 100 mm-hmm. percent. they just january 20th just put the final nail in the coffin communism is coming so fucking brace for this but here's the thing is how are we going to get through it we're yeah, gonna, with the hero mentality of okay, you know, <laughs> think about a movie in twelve, fifteen years after this thing burns out of a man on Facebook screaming, <laughs> you know, <laughs> one man, yeah, one keyboard, yeah, you know, he took on fifteen, you know, forty or fifty-two-year-old housewives that yeah. had opinions, and one, they're not going to make a fucking movie about you yelling at some fifty-two-year-old woman on Facebook. Yeah, they're gonna, you know what I mean, like. Go out and start strengthening yourself and get off of the things that add to more. Like, think about it. We hate victimhood, yeah. but yet we sit there and scream at somebody on Facebook. That's being a victim. For sure. Like, that is the most victim. So if you're out there listening and you get in fights on Facebook, I'm here to tell you, you're being a victim. <laughs> like, if someone, if you sit there and start screaming at somebody on a platform that doesn't allow you to punch them in the face... You're being a victim. Go find those people, call them into the street, and fight them. Then, if that's what you're gonna, but you're not gonna do that. Or, or use democratic process. Or, or use your right? fucking head. It would be even a better option. <laughs> yeah. The uh, um, going back to the movie thing. I, I like the stumble that Tanner is the. Uh, is it Joe Rogan says? Uh, Imagine your life as a movie. Have you heard that thing from him? No, I haven't. So it's really cool. He's like, 
look at your life as though it's a movie and your life sucks, right? You're, you're in the dump. He's like, think of the good movies. Like you just mentioned, yeah, like you know, Rocky. like you're watching yeah. and, and, and the dad's an alcoholic and he lost his job and he's got a gun in his face and he's thinking about ending it all. And then he looks over at a picture of his kid and he, and he says, I'm turning this baby around. He's like, imagine that's you. So yeah. whatever you're facing for like for me, like for anything is imagine that that's your movie. And then imagine there's a movie crew following you around and kind of following your life as a documentary. Analyze your decisions as though that documentary is following you. And then you, and then you can kind of take a, 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 an external view of, that was stupid. Why did I do that? Mm. You know, why am I doing this? I like and, that, yeah. and then he said, um, be the hero in your own movie, right? That's, yeah. where the, that's where the guitar comes in. That's where the, right, the, the action starts and, 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 the, and the hero in the movie t- picks things up and says, I'm going to, to do, like if your kids are watching the movie of you, right? Your life is over and your kids are sitting back to watch an old movie of dad mm-hmm. or mom. That's where you get the goosebumps and they, and they, and they, they start to get strong, yeah, right? yeah. like you're saying. And, 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 then, and then do it. Go do it. Nothing's yeah. stopping us except for us. So the, like the victim card, stop it, right? And just go be the hero in your own movie. Like you're the, it's an... Yeah, like move to Russia to train to beat Ivan Drago. <laughs> like, but, no, but, no, but, that's but, what I, like, but that's what those movies are replaying. Like it's just, 100%. It's just, it's just it's, artists it's, playing it's to our DNA. Same, to our well, it's, it's The Hero's Journey yeah. by Joseph Campbell. Well, so, I haven't read that. Oh, well, so Joseph Campbell wrote this paper. I don't know. Somebody smarter than me can probably mm-hmm. figure this out, but go Google it or something. Joseph Campbell, I think they, most movies, I think Star Wars was the main one that follows this Hero's Journey concept, right? Yep. So there needs to be a problem and then you have to have like a protagonist and an antagonist. And then usually the hero has to leave home. Uh Right. And then go and save the princess or whatever. And then, you know, gets the girl and then she doesn't like him. And then he has to try to win Uh her back. And then he eventually comes back home and lives happily ever after. And there's all kinds of stuff to go in there. And that's, it's a template, right? But that template I believe is built upon, something inside of our DNA. Yeah. Right. And then I think mother, mother nature in a way does that. Like, I think, like I said, the things that we're seeing happen in the world right now are cyclical, you know, mother nature's giving you some problems because you become a pussy. So, you know, as an entire globe, we've for the most part become a bunch of giant pussies. So mother nature's like, Oh, well, here you go. It's been 80 years, but here's a problem. Right. A big one been lots before that but here's a big one yeah why do we all like that say that same movie movie line hey we all uh, i haven't heard anybody maybe, maybe the joseph stalins of the world <laughs> did, did we're like oh i hate it when the good guy wins oh they hate those movies <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah. but uh Tanner, so now he probably liked the blair witch <laughs> everybody dies and the movie's over <laughs> i don't know i don't know it's interesting the uh, uh but when we're talking about taking action for 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 us personally mm-hmm for this podcast, for our community, you know, in a nutshell, what are we going to do? Great. We've, we've got a problem. Yep. The, 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 the movie saying that, uh, world's going for heck and things aren't going right. And our community's suffering and people lost their jobs and, and, and there's alcohol consumption is up and yep. divorce is up and yeah, that, we're, we're all that legalized oh, weed that you're smoking, <laughs> <laughs> but sure the world's a disaster. Yeah. And what are we going to do? Yeah. What, are, what are you going to do? What are yeah. we going to do? What well, is our community going to do? Put How down, are we going to take action? Put down the joint. and yeah. <laughs> uh, Identification is number one, I believe. What do you mean? So for me, like I said, I used to be a huge bitch, and uh, I didn't like that. And then it ended up in some really bad, dark times for me. So this is why I'm so adamant on this. Mm-hmm. But the one, one thing that really helped me was when I looked in the mirror and said, <clears throat> you know what? You're a giant pussy. That's the first thing that helped me was like slang for wimp. Wimp, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're you're a victim. <laughs> yeah. You're a soft mind. You're playing the victim card. Yeah, you're playing a victim card. So I was like, okay. So everything that's happened to you is your damn fault. And you're soft and you're allowing it to keep continuing. So the first thing that I always say is like, okay, just realize that if it makes you feel good, doesn't mean it's right. You know, so like anger is one where we get angry. We start screaming and hollering at everything and we think that that's going to help. So stop thinking that that helps because it doesn't, right? So that's my first thing that I would tell people to do is identify the fact that most of the things that are elevating your emotions probably aren't good, right? So 
I think we need to identify the fact that, you know, like, so say you're trying to get physically stronger. You need to identify the fact that you're weak, right? I, I've been strength training for a long time. I still look at myself as a weak, weak, weak man. Because if I ever stop doing that, I fear that I'll stop training. You know what I mean? Physically. Physically. Like, I have to look at myself as weak every day. I have to. Because if I start thinking, well, I'm pretty strong, mm-hmm. that's when that complacency comes in, and then you start being like, well, mm-hmm. you know. You know, and then you, all of a sudden you're going to start that pussy loop again, and you're going to start yep. turn, turning into a victim because you think you deserve a day off, and you think you deserve all this stuff. You don't deserve shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the other thing, too, is that we have to realize right away is that you are not entitled to any kind of happiness. You know, happiness isn't an inherent human right. Or is it even something we want? And who knows what, what is, is happiness, happiness right? right? Like, sure. man, I eat a steak and you yeah. can't even talk to me because I'm like, I'm really happy right now and I don't want you to ruin this for me. Mm-hmm. But it, it's gone after you're done eating it. Mm-hmm. So happiness is fleeting and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's like you're not entitled to anything. We think we are. You know, like... Everybody thinks that these human rights are Mm -hmm. the only reason why we think those are real is because we've written them down and actualized them stuff. But go in nature, right? I was telling you, I just would die to hypothermia a couple a month ago. Nature wasn't there to rub my back and, you know, (laughs) tell me, hey, you know, it's going to be all right. Yeah, it's going to be okay. It's like, no, I'm going to kill your ass if you don't get if either you get through this or you die. How did you feel when you came out of that? So just me so the listeners. Tanner decided you, you were you were kind of getting probably on the same journey as Ken. Your brain's going around a million miles a time, and you're getting frustrated and stressed, and you're not sure what which way's north anymore. So you went to do a recalibrate. I'm, I'm reading between lines. You didn't tell yeah. me that, but yeah, so no, you, I like where you're going. Like, I want to hear your take on oh, so my just, idiocy. I never I never talked to you about it, but yeah. I just observe. I just yeah. observe. And so Tanner, uh, he I couldn't get a hold of him to send you a text. He was like, "Sorry, man, I was up in the bush." And I, I think you said you, you went up and just basically, you had, I don't think you took a tent. You didn't take anything. You just went and found a f- spruce bluff and we're gonna, it was going to stay right in the, out, in the, out in the north. Yeah. Right? On the north. Tanner and I were both north of the river boys. So that'll tell you a little bit of our, our mindset. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 but then a snowstorm blew in and you got stuck. Yeah. And you, well, I didn't you, get stuck. I just... I thought, you could, I thought you couldn't get your quad out or something. No, I just about didn't get out. Uh, if I, yeah, I mean, if I didn't get out, you wouldn't be talking to me right now. Right. Because I was hypothermic when I left. And, the, and you had so. a fire going, but the wind was blowing fast yeah. enough that it was blowing out your wood fast and you could replace it. And, yeah. and it was taking away your body heat fast and the, yeah. the fire was giving your body heat yeah. in return. Yeah. And uh, and so you, you, you were kind of scared, which I, I uh, <laughs> for Tanner to be scared in the bush, that's that's a scary place. How did you feel? Like, so that, that's this, uh, that was scary for you. That was good, right? So was awesome. how did you feel? Like, sure, in the moment it was scary, but the day after and the day after that and the day after, how did you feel? Well, fear, let's just, I want to just reiterate on this. The fear was the weird part. So I wasn't scared. That's a weird thing. I mean, it. it I guess I probably had some sense of like self-preservation where I didn't want to die. Mm-hmm. But I also realized at the time I didn't want to die yet because mm-hmm. I went up mm. there f- with full intention of, okay, if, and I mean, don't do these things. Mm-hmm. But like I went up there, I was like, I'm tired of the world. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. I hate phones. I hate electronics. I, I don't like people's feelings, and I need mm-hmm. to get out of here for a little bit. So mm-hmm. I just went up into the bush, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I took an axe. I took a knife. I took some matches, which is a pussy move, I know, but I took some <laughs> matches, and I took a tarp. Yep. And that was it. And, uh, yeah, I built a shelter, and I stayed there. But storm blew in and it was minus 37 with wind chill and blah 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 and yeah it didn't go well let's just say that right and uh yeah it was weird because i realized i started to get hypothermia um about two hours before i left there and i started to think thoughts that i knew i wasn't thinking i was like okay this isn't you thinking what's going on. And I, I mean, in hindsight, you realize that your brain slows down and you start oh. making stupid decisions and you know, you're this, how, that's why most people that they, they find dead of hypothermia yeah. have, they're in like their underwear. Yeah. I've heard that you, yeah. you get hot. Yeah. Well, because your you body's shutting down. No, I just stopped getting cold, Oh, which okay. is weird because yeah. I was shivering for yeah. seven or eight hours straight. Just like it, I was freezing to death, literally. And then I started warming up and then my brain started telling me to go do stuff like yeah. go out, 
go get some go get more firewood mm-hmm. all this it's just weird it's a really weird experience anyway i i did end up making it out barely like it was a tough one i ended up freezing my one hand a little bit it's still mm-hmm. kind of fucked up but whatever and um yeah, I get back, but the next two days were actually really bad because you your brain has to come back mm-hmm. into reality, right? Where so you it did. took a while. Like I couldn't talk very good for a couple of days because of the hypothermia. Well, just yeah, just slow. My brain oh, was slow because it slows right down when you get that cold, yeah. right? Oh. It did what I wanted it to do though. Okay, uh, that's what an unplug. It reset me. Yeah, right. I was like, okay, you're not ready to die yet. Like clearly. I still have enough self-preservation that I didn't Mm. just roll over and die, which is good because I often worry. It's like, you know, am Mm. I just going to quit and die? Mm -hmm. You know, most people don't ask themselves that, Mm. but I got to. And it was cool because I was like, well, I'm not going to, I guess. I guess I do want to live a little bit longer, which is cool. And I guess, you know, the the gods don't want me dead yet, right? Because so the, like, nature spit me back out the other side and said, like, okay, you're worthy today. And so that's what I felt after. I was like, okay, cool. Like, uh, it's not, this thing isn't going to eat me yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's the way I felt after. It was really weird. It was, um, what would you say? I felt calm yeah. after because I was like, okay, like I'm still a huge pussy, but not as much as I thought maybe I was when I went up there. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. It was a good reset, right? And it was, it was, here's the thing. It was so fucking uncomfortable mentally because that's the thing. You get so cold. I stared at a fire. It got dark in that bush at 2.30 in the afternoon because I had to find shelter because I knew the wind was coming up. I knew the mm-hmm. storm was blowing in. So I, I was like, I need to find some shelter. Problem is, is, you know, the yin and the yang of life is the place where I had the most shelter also got dark two hours earlier than anywhere mm-hmm. else. So I was in the dark from, well, the whole entire night. I got out of there, I think, at 6 or 7 in the morning is when I pulled shoot and said, it's either I get out of here or I die. And, uh, yeah, it was funny because I would sit there and stare at the fire, freezing to death, yeah. so fucking uncomfortable. Like, everybody, you say, oh, I'm cold. It's like, dude, you're not cold. <laughs> you have a new <laughs> reference point now for yeah. what's cold. Exactly. I can walk out in the T-shirt minus 40. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I got six hours of this shit, you know? But anyway, you sit there and you're you're staring at this fire and you're like, okay, an hour has passed. And you look at your watch and it's been eight minutes. That's such a weird sense mm. of discomfort, especially when you're programmed to look at Instagram. Yeah. You know, and I'm no different than anybody else. I'll, you know, if I sit there and I got nothing to do for 10 minutes, I'll throw on a little YouTube and, you know, tap into the propaganda machine. You know what I mean? But there you didn't have that. And it was this mental discomfort of I'm I have to sit here and stare at this fire while I freeze to death. It's kind of cool. But You're leading me to a challenge for myself. I'm gonna unplug from social media. Yeah, I think everybody. Well, that's good. That yeah. that would be the second thing I would always tell people to do too is try st- it. Yeah, stop going on social media. Try it because Scrap it's that interesting shit. you do that. The, I mean, well, this is a another talk, but the uh, uh, there's a researcher out of University of British Columbia. If you ever get a chance, yeah, uh, she did research that that showed that trees actually talk to each other. They, they, they actually communicate with each other and, and share information. If you, if you want to Google it, Google uh, uh, UBC researcher tree communication or something like that. But it's interesting because I, I find the same thing is when you go to nature, you we're both from the bush kind of end of the end of the world. Yeah. You find a peace in there. And I've always wondered, like, if the trees can talk to each other, can they talk to me? Is there, is there something I find peaceful in nature? You know, like you say, maybe it's the, the edge of it. It could kill you and it could also protect you. Right. Yeah, the, 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 the fire and the, and the wood and the warmth and the. And the, the, the rabbit you can eat, but it can also take you out, you know, in, in a second. So, Tanner, let's, let's bring this back. The trees didn't talk to me at all no, when the, I was up there. But maybe but. maybe they did and you didn't know it. I don't mean just talk hokey pokey, yeah, yeah, yeah. but if, if those doggone trees that don't have a brain can, can share information, like you just, you should have it, I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah. But uh, it, I've always thought, I'm like, why do I feel peaceful? So peaceful out in the, in the trees. You know, why oh. do I feel at, at, at peace here? Like if there's just no electronics, there's mm. no artificial light. Just listen to the wind go through the the, 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 the bush and hear the, the the birds tweet and the yeah, yeah. crackle of the bush. Oh, no, engine. that's peaceful. That's but uh, yeah, anyways, I'll send it to you. And, and to me, I just now I kind of look at being in the bush differently. But anyways, yep. Uh, uh, Tanner, for, for us personally, and for us as a as a podcast, and for what we'd like to see our community do, 
fair, fair to say, we're, for, maybe I'll speak of myself. I'm going to focus on myself, mm-hmm. not the stuff I can't control. I'm going to focus on this podcast. I'm going to focus on my relationships and I'm going to focus on my community. And through this podcast, we're going to support community members that are strengthening our community, that are doing good things in our community, that are, are, are persevering in our community. And we're going to encourage people to come together and lock arms as a community because we might never change national politics or international politics. We aren't ever going to no, change, you're not. but we can come together as a community. It, it, what do you think, Tanner? Is that for the, the end point of where we're trying to reach personally in our own lives, in our own families, in this podcast, in our community, is that we're going to try to link in and lock on with, with community members and say, we, we can at least have an impact on Lloyd Minster. Yep. I oh, know. I mean, it, my take is, is that is you can't have the things that we want to have changing right now from our standpoint anyway, won't change by being a victim and screaming at them. It's going to be one person getting stronger, becoming the anti thing that you hate. Right. So if you look at everything that's going on, become the anti that, Mm -hmm. right. So we're ran by victims. We're ran by emotions. Stop being a victim and stop being emotional. Like I want to see a bunch of people just through this podcast. If we can facilitate it is just, stop being a bunch of victims and have a bunch of people that start because we built this thing by being soft and being weak and being victims Mm -hmm. we rebuild it by becoming strong aggressive tactical you know rationally driven people if enough of those people start doing that the pendulum will shift again but it's not going to shift by being a victim and screaming at the current situation. Yeah. So let's stop doing that and let's start strengthening ourselves and start getting better and start becoming anti what we see. And eventually, if enough of us do it, the pendulum and the faster we all do it, the faster the pendulum will swing to the other side. And then we go back to a more, you know, mother nature based idea where the strongest survive and the strongest are the rewarded ones. And it's a healthy balance. You know, and, you know, competency becomes, you know, currency again, not emotions. We need competency to be currency and emotion to be something that you have when you have time to have it. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to see happen through this. And if we're going to focus, if we want our community to be strong, we need our families to be strong. If we need our, to, for our families to be strong, we as individuals have to be strong. So if it comes back to the individual, a group of individuals that is made up of strong individuals, it's a stronger group, yep. right? And so if, if we can't, like, we can't influence the premier and the, and the, and the, and the, and the presidents and the prime ministers and the United Nations. And, but if, but what we can't control is ourselves. So to me, like, here's how, here's how I interpret that. I need to take down a piece of paper write down my life. You know, what's, what's four or five categories of my life? What's strong? You know, those keep doing them. Mm-hmm. What's kind of weak? Strength those up. What's, what's really ca- wreaking havoc in my life right now? And what's my action plan to fix that? And if I focus on myself and strength myself as an individual, I just help Lloyd Minster get stronger. Yeah. Because that, now if we, if we come together and we support local businesses, we support local entrepreneurs, we support our local farmers, we buy our, our food and produce from our local farmers. And we're stronger individuals. We help make the yeah. other individuals stronger, and we come together as a community and fortify this this place. We can do that. Oh, we easy. can do that. That's it's so easy. That's in my mindset. There's I like can go four well, or five possible. Four or five things we can do sure. right now that will change everything. It's yeah. just we're not doing it, and yeah. we're gonna we'll go over those. I think the next podcast yeah. or the one right after we're gonna talk about those things a bit more yeah. of like community strengthening and yeah. how to support each other and do those things and. Interview you know, people that are, are taking action and absolutely. doing things in this community. And that's oh, cool. and, and starting to force that, like push that narrative of we as a small tribe of people here mm-hmm. can start redefining our, start yeah. redeveloping our surroundings. And we don't need to worry about somebody 200 kilometers away or, you know, 100 miles away. We don't have to worry about what they're doing. I don't give a shit what you're doing, but, but we if do, they, but, it, but, but we need to, know, f- but if they start doing it yeah. and then somebody else, it's going to become, it's not going to be this big collective kumbaya. We're all going to get together. No, no it's going to be a bunch of small tribal units saying, okay, enough's enough. And we're going to do this as a small unit 
because we can control that. You're not going to get some, you know, 52-year-old lesbian in a an apartment in Vancouver with 15 cats start thinking pipelines are a good idea. You're not. So stop trying. What you're going to do, you got to sit here and be like, who gives a shit about all that stuff? Yeah. And let's start getting strong here now. And don't feel like us. you're doing something by, by, by just um, arguing on Facebook. Yeah. That, no, that doesn't change anything. You think you're doing yeah. something, but you're not doing anything. That's the first thing I want to see the people that are close yeah. to me start. Stop arguing on Facebook. You look stupid and you're actually making things worse. Get out of your house and, and go, go, go join. Go get yeah. strong. Go okay. get strong. So. Tanner, I think I think uh, should we sound it off there and then yeah. we'll be on to the next one. Sounds good, man. Awesome, Tanner. Been good. Been fun. You bet. See you then.